Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. I can't question his pain tolerance at all. I, I'm not there. I'm not in the seat. I just know if it was me, I would somehow figure out how to join my cast. That's all. I just, I'm just back, saying. though. I feel like you're That's all of, I'm saying. I got to be real with you. I feel like you're a little angry at me. I came in today. You didn't look at me. You, you didn't give me any acknowledgement. Yeah. Like, hey, how are you? Well, I wasn't, I was like, sure, hey. I wasn't sure if you could even talk. Well, I can't. I, I, can, I, guess I wasn't I can talk. I was sure. spitting out blood for the week. I wasn't <laughs> sure if you could speak. That's all they. Well, I you miss know. you. I just want to let no, you, you know. Cool. We, okay. Everybody was texting. We was texting. We good. I wouldn't be mad at you. No, I feel like we were the Cowboys for one I ain't second. The one, I'm not the one you got to answer to. You know, <laughs> just one second. I felt like we were the Cowboys. You just, no, it just wasn't there. I'm not the one you got to answer to, man. Uh oh. Uh oh. You got to you got to answer to other people, not me. <laughs> Evan. <laughs> Evan no, and I not, talked through it. No, not, oh, not above. My, above. Not my bosses. Not our bosses. Oh, you're talking you about gotta, myself. You gotta answer to others. Wow. Are you mm-hmm. questioning my work ethic? I'm not saying anything. Key. I'm Key. I'm like it. James Brown. It here. was a great day in sports yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Saturday college football was great. Sunday was great. The Ohio State. Usually, you're not the one to change the subject. Usually, you you want to go in for the. I don't. I mean, I'm just not. I don't want to keep. You know, going at Jay about him not showing up for work, you know. I was Andy Dalton with my helmet knocked off my body. (laughs) Nobody came to me. But I understand it. I'm going to come back to work today, and I'm ready to go. Wait, so you got your tooth pulled last Friday? Monday. Monday. And I, yeah. No, I just, I I don't, I just. across. No, I understand. It just was a a number of days stretched out. I just couldn't remember if it was a week, four days, five days. If you really want to get heavy into it. I mean, I had a little bit of a. A little bit of a addiction issue back in the day, so yeah, I was, no, I I was on meds. No, I, under- I just don't want to, you know. I, I, I take it seriously. You took That's care all. of your business. You, know, you see, I try to I'm go emotional on you. You see, um, I try to go emotional on you. Try to bring you back in. Yeah, but I don't. That, I know it didn't even work. Doesn't affect. It me. didn't work. That's, Whatever you that's had impressive. going on, you're here with me today. <laughs> I'm happy for that. All good. Let me get to some business. We're presented by Progressive Insurance and all of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line to take care of business. You guys wanted to say, let's talk, let's change the subject, let's make the subject. Last night's World Series, Kia walked in, Jay was here. He said, man, that one play changed the tenor of the entire game, the entire series. You might have heard from Dan Schulman right at the top of 4-2 Dodgers when they take a 3-2 series lead after Manuel Margot with the Rays down a run with two outs in the fourth attempting the first straight steal of home in the World Series since 1982. It did not work. Who the hell tries to steal home, man? And then you try to do it on your own. What the hell's wrong with you? Like, you're not, I don't, you really think you was going to steal home with a guy with a with a, a heavy windup and a long delivery. Kershaw. That ball's going to get there before you get to the plate. Like, and you did it apparently on your own mm-hmm. in the World Series. Like, <laughs> if I was his teammate, it wouldn't even, man, he would get cursed out so bad. Now, it was crazy. Like, you just changed the entire momentum of the entire game. Yes, they left. He, he was he was on third with zero outs. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, it became one out. Then it became two outs. I get it. Mm. You, you, have, you may have felt that, damn, they're not going to advance me to, to score this run. I think I see something. Whenever you think you see something, it, it never works out, right? It's like, oh, I got a little itch. I think I can do this. <laughs> Like, what the hell were you thinking? Like, why, why now? Why now? Why didn't you do it in the 
bottom of the first inning or something or top of the, whatever it was. How come you just didn't do it? Test it out at some other point in the game. Not right there. Well, let's hear from Kevin Cash. Go ahead, Jay, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's the viral play. The fact of the matter is, okay, you had zero outs with a man on first and third. And third. So if you're Kershaw, you're sitting there saying, all right, can we get a double play here? I'm even willing to accept a guy coming home, tying the ball game up. But Kershaw gets a pop fly, then strikes out the next batter. I mean, the fact that they that, that fourth inning won the game for the Dodgers. It won the game. Or maybe you get a double steal going, uh, you know, some of some sort. Maybe first goes to second, and then in that transition, the cutoff thrower, maybe maybe you don't throw it down the second. You throw it back to Kershaw, catch him in a pickle situation. Mm-hmm. I can see you trying to do something like that, but they didn't tell you to do anything. Sit tight. All you got to do is just sit tight and see if they can advance you home. But you said no. I'm going to do it on my own. It'd be a hero. As Key would say, they got cute. They got cute. Let's hear from Kevin Cash. This was a decision that, believe it or not, after the game, teammates and his manager backed up Manuel Margot. That would be Kevin to Kevin because Kevin Kiermeyer was at the dish. He backed him up after the game. His manager is Kevin Cash and backed him up after the game as well, saying being aggressive in this spot wasn't the worst thing in the world in the skipper's mind. I know Kershaw has the... Um the real high handset, whatever he does. And I, I think Manny just felt like he had a bead on it that he could time him up. You know, frustrating inning. Man on third, no outs. Then first and third, no outs. Pop up, strike out, and then get thrown out trying to do that. Uh, ideally, we got to find a way to get that guy in to tie the game right there. And unfortunately, they could not. And as a result, Keys Dodgers are on the brink of the World Series. Off day to day, they could wrap it up. Tomorrow night, Game 7 would be Wednesday. Let me just play the other side of the coin key. I'm not really strong on this, but I want to just give the other perspective. Tell me what you think. Bottom line is this. The Dodgers had scored first-inning runs the last three games. As you know, they have struck early. Mm -hmm. Glasnow, Snell, and Morton, all three terrific pitchers, especially the latter two, Glasnow, Snell, Morton, none of them reached the sixth inning starting for the Rays in their previous start Mm. in the World Series. So is Mm -hmm. it something to say that our pitchers can't go deep? We are giving up first inning runs to a team that's mauling all game long. We have to do something to start a sort of jumpstart us. Is that fair? Our guys aren't going deep and the Dodgers are scoring early. I got to compensate. I got to do something. If if, If my skipper is telling me to do that, then I'm okay with it. That means we're all on board. We have a strategy in place to counter what we're not getting from our pitching and to counter the Dodgers' bats by manufacturing runs because we feel like, okay, we got Kershaw on the mound. He's a high delivery, a long windup. We could sneak him. And if anything, I could make him perif me out of his side vision or have somebody tell him I'm coming, even though I'm bluffing and maybe we get a balk in this situation. I'm okay with that. But the fact of the matter is, no one in the clubhouse apparently told him to do what he did. Now, if they would have came out and said, hey, we all, it's on all of us. We decided, you know, we talked about this going into the game. This was our game plan. It will be fine. But again, nobody told him to do it. Fair enough. So the Dodgers are on the brink of their first world title since 1988. Again, game six tomorrow, pregame Let's coverage. Let's go, Dodgers! <laughs> Pre-game coverage, 7.30 on ESPN Radio. If there is a Game 7, it'll be Wednesday. You'll hear it. Same time, ESPN Radio. Still to come, Brady, two losses. Belichick, two wins. Key, 
too much discussion on Cam, who's the real story with the Pats and their quarterback that got away. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Those were questions and the answers provided by one Cam Newton. Looks like the Pats, though, may have run out of answers for the moment. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's jump right into the discussion, fellas. Here's the deal. Simply put... The Pats have won the division 11 straight years. It is the longest streak of winning a division in the history of the National Football League. But many people believe this year could be a changing of the guard. Buffalo leads the division. Key, New England heads to Buffalo on Sunday with New England coming off a disastrous performance where Cam yesterday threw three picks, was benched. They had 58 total yards at the half. At the half of Mm. a National League football game. Mm. I don't know what you're asking me for. I can't. I don't have any answers. I'm just like, man. I, I feel bad. I feel bad for Cam. I really do. Um, I thought that he would bounce back after the performance against Denver. Had a whole week to to get himself ready, prepared to go, and uh, he he basically stunk up the joint. I mean, you know, he's got to play better. There's no question about it. He knows it. I don't know what it is. I I really don't. Um, but watching a player like this with this ability play the way that he played, something's going on, and I don't know what that something is. I don't know if things is, is too much weight on his shoulders and he's trying to act as though it's not. But you could tell he's out of sync and it's just not he's not comfortable. What I don't know what that is. He's just not comfortable. Something is going on where he's out of sync. And it's bad. It's bad football. He's he's putting two straight weeks, basically two and a half straight weeks of bad tape, or two and a half straight games of bad tape out there. Matt Hasselbeck said yesterday that if Cam isn't involved in play action or running the ball, when he's in the shotgun, that resembles more the way Tom Brady used to play in Bill Belichick's system, that he just really struggles. His arm just looks dead. He's just not finding people. And the reality is, key watching that game yesterday, it, it, all the interceptions were, were him just dropping back in the pocket, just making easy assessments. It just doesn't feel like he has that same pop with his throws. You know, whether he's in a shotgun or underneath center or, or whatever the case may be, he's been a shotgun his entire career. 
all the way since high school to Florida, to junior college, to Carolina. He's played in the gun. So that doesn't mean anything to me. You could tell his energy level as a whole is not there. He was. It seems like he's not having that type of fun that he was having the first couple games mm-hmm. of the season. And for whatever it is, we never really would know because he hasn't said anything. He, you know, Cam is one of those dudes, prideful men, that just kind of just, you know, he's just going to carry it with him until it turns around. When you go 9-15 for 98 yards and three touchdowns, you know, they can't do anything but bench you at that point. The game is out of reach. They lose 33-6. to They have to try to, you know, salvage their season, so to speak, by not putting him out there, having him get hurt. Now they got to stay with Hoyer, Jared Stenham long-term. Bill Belichick wasn't going to do that. So he decided that we're going to sit you down, allow somebody else to go in and see if we can get some something going on an offensive side of the ball. Um, they'll go back. I trust Josh McDaniel. I trust Bill Belichick. I'm not ready to say that they're going to just surrender the division to the Buffalo Bills because they lost yesterday to the 49ers. First I'm not time, ready to do that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. First time they lost three straight since 2002, which is just insane when you think about the dynasty that Bill Belichick and company have established. Yeah, absolutely. But then, key, vice versa, though, think about it. Jimmy G, who gets traded from this team, comes back into Foxborough. He doesn't have an incredible game, but throughout the course of the game with Jeff Wilson and company just dominating them on the running, on the running game, three TDs, he watches his old coach bench the starter in Cam Newton and replace him with Jared Stidham, and they dominate. What a great – what a great return for a first-time return well, uh, for Jimmy G. Uh, that's good for Jimmy G, uh, that he won the game. Like you said, he didn't play. He didn't play great. He didn't play yeah, bad. He just two was, wins in a row for after it did, comes up the high ankle sprain. He did good. He did turn the ball over twice with two picks. Um, I don't think that Bill Belichick is sitting across the field and looking at Jimmy G and said, damn, I wish I still had that. I don't think that, that, I don't think that that's the case. Um, because the 49ers are still trying to figure out if he's their long-term answer. Keep in mind this, and I'm so glad you mentioned Jeff Wilson, a small sidelight on the 49ers to give them a little bit of credit. They are a true mash unit. It's always next man up. Before last year, nobody had heard of Raheem Mostert. He has a great postseason. Before this season started, nobody had heard of Jeff Wilson. These guys are just getting it done for Kyle Shanahan, one guy at a time. One contract at a time for the Pats. And guys, I just want to get your quick opinion on this. The bottom line is, yes, Cam is struggling. Key mentioned sub 100 yards, three picks, bench for Stidham. But the reality is they have nothing invested in him. This is a one-year deal he signed, $1.75 million for $550,000 guaranteed, which is a pittance in the NFL. It is. And, and, you know, he knew that when he went there and signed. We all know that because it's public knowledge. Doesn't mean that he needs to throw three picks. Doesn't mean that he could play as bad and poorly as he has the last couple games. No matter how much money, if he was making $30 million, I'd still say the same thing. He has to get his ass in gear and mm. get going. Period. He knows it. You know what's so interesting about this? So the, the different directions of the way these legacies are starting to be somewhat described. So you have Bill Belichick not winning, only has won two games with the team. In their division, people are talking about the Bills. People are talking about what's wrong with Cam. You know, is it the system? You know, what's going on? And then you have Tom Brady, who the other day throws for 369 yards, four passing TDs, one rushing TD, and how the legacy of Brady is starting to be changed is, look, this is the team that can win the Super Bowl. Just 
it's funny how this has happened in week six, and now we're finding ourselves, week seven, excuse me, going in two different directions for these two people. It's a great point. Meanwhile, the Pats offense looks impotent, and Brady and the Bucks are about to get a surge with Antonio Brown. So things might be going from bad to worse as far as the schism between them goes. Belichick with two wins right now, Brady with two losses. We're asking everybody on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, who's more likely to be in a new team next year? We've had the whole conversation about Cam, so let's throw Cam out there. One-year deal. Cam, Sam Darnold, or the guy that Jay said had a triumphant return yesterday, Jimmy G. More likely, new team next year. Darnold, Cam, Jimmy G, all with experience in the AFC East. Be a part of our nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football's back. So is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Still to come, believe it or not, we're less than halfway through year number one where a Super Bowl-winning coach, he is done with Mike McCarthy. We'll talk about it. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. That's a really good question. A really good question. One that's being talked about in the DFW after another debacle for Dallas yesterday, losing to a Washington team that had maybe one of the worst offenses in all of the NFL that just ran up and down the field on America's team. Keyshawn, well, J. Will, America's and Zubin. <laughs> in name only, maybe? Yeah, they need to drop that. <laughs> they are a team. I'm not sure what kind of team they are. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll talk more NFL with Dan Orlovsky at 7.30. RQB, a dozen years in the, in the league, on what the Cowboys should do at QB. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Speaking of QB, Andy Dalton... Suffered a nasty, nasty hit at the expense of one John Bostic. A suspension-worthy hit, if you ask me. We'll wait to see what the league says today. And one thing that was noticeable when the Cowboys were talking a couple weeks ago about not giving full effort after plays and not going hard for 70 plays, nobody gave any effort to help Andy Dalton up. Nobody with a star on their helmet helped him, walked over to him, did anything to him, and Mike McCarthy couldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, uh, you know, I mean, a hit that uh, caused a disqualification. But, yeah, well, I mean, we, 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 we speak all the time about playing for one another, you know, protecting one another. Um, so, yeah, d- definitely it was, it was probably not the response that you would expect. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. The Cowboys will now have to go with Ben DiNucci, rookie seventh-round pick 
out of James Madison, so from the CAA, from the Colonial Athletic Association, to the NFL, Garrett Gilbert's on the practice squad. Key, it sounds like you're done with Mike McCarthy, and it looks like it could be done for Andy Dalton for a while. Well, you know what? I said at the beginning of the season, I think if they lost one or two games or something like that several weeks ago, that if the Cowboys somehow don't win this division and wind up missing the playoffs, then there's a a strong opportunity and a chance for Jerry Jones to be done with him as well and move in another direction. Clearly, to me, this is just an outsider looking. They've lost a number of players for a number of reasons, whether it's injuries, whether it's opting out, whatever the case may be. Set that aside for a minute. Okay. Lackluster play. No enthusiasm. People coming out of the locker room talking about the way that they're being coached. Unnamed sources. All of those sort of things. Then you look at yesterday even more. They don't come to the aid and the defense of their quarterback? Nobody? They just stand around and be like, oh, dude got hit. Oh, cool. He'll be all right. Like, they should have found the linebacker, and went at him. I don't care if you are a defensive player. I don't care if you're an offensive lineman. I put it on them to find that dude, man. Find that dude wherever he's at. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it to get kicked out, and it's worth it to be suspended when that sort of thing happens to your quarterback, period. I've never been on a team where something like that has taken place, and there wasn't some sort of retaliation by a member of our team to that individual. I've been in it myself. I watched the late Terry Glenn, who played with me in Dallas. We're playing against the the, uh, Cleveland Browns. He's on the ground. Earl Little comes and dives on him, spears him. I'm coming from a distance. I see it. I run over there and slightly move Earl Little along with my leg. A little contact. A little contact with my leg. You know, I took some points off the board, but to me, it was worth it because I'm not going to sit there and look at my teammate on the ground while somebody spear him. I'm not going to do that. This well, dude, Key, it's, it's, he could have done anything to, to Andy Dalton. Well, Key, that's the point. Ain't nobody on that team built like you. Yeah, I'm not. I, th- th- this is a leaderless, rudderless team. And what a toxic work environment. Like, what a dysfunctional family. You, you know, when you talk about team, you hear a lot of coaches use those analogies. Well, we're a family. And I know it's hard for that to translate to professional sports because guys are getting paid. Yeah. But, Key, we know it is. Nobody on that team likes each other. If you, if you liked each other, you would respond for one another. Well, see, I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's a dislike for each other opposed to checked out. Like, they could already be checked out mentally. So, it did, so but, no matter what the situation is, they don't really but see, care. But see, I could be checked out of my work environment, but if I rock with you as my boy, if I see that happen to you, I'm going to respond. Even if I'm checked out, I might respond even crazier. That's, it, it feels like, I, I don't know. It's, um, it's the second QB I've watched being helped off the field for a team that you would think that would make them come closer together, but it seems like it's just it's piercing them further and further I, I apart. I actually thought they were going to play better with Andy Dalton, and they played since Andy Dalton has taken over. But the fact of the matter is you allow somebody to just basically knock your quarterback out the game with a a dirty, illegal hit, 
and you all stood around and did nothing about like that doesn't happen, man. Like no. I've never been on the team. I've never I've never experienced and been on the team, whether it was me or anybody else that would stand for that. Like nobody. nobody. Especially what do you think on average the amount of time Andy Dalton has when he drops back into the pocket? One Mississippi? <laughs> I mean, so think about it. If your old line is already decimated. It doesn't. Your Q- I know, no, I'm just saying. Your QB is already getting his head knocked off, and then that happens. Like, somebody should feel some type of responsibility for that happening. It was a dirty hit. The offensive linemen tend to go after dudes that hit their quarterbacks late, and they, they tend to do it. That's why I was like, I don't know what the makeup of that offensive line heartbeat is, but – that to me, that's unacceptable. Zoo. Really, yeah. That's that that I I just don't get it. Key, we ha- we have to play the sound of Ezekiel Elliott because the the first time and and I know you did an interview with him, but even if if you're the leader of the team, the first time you get asked this question, his response was very politically correct. He was not answering the question, but he was answering the question the way all of us athletes are taught to really dance out of questions we want to dance out of it. Then the second time he got asked the question, he pretty much said, "Yeah, I guess you're right. We didn't." really protect our guy. You want to hear it? He talked to himself. You want to hear it? Yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> we got to stick together. Uh, there, during these times, we got to stick together. We got to have each other's back. You know, we just got to be better. We got to go out there and uh, execute the game plan and uh, play better football. We just got to play better. That's what it's going to take. What does that mean? What does that mean, Key? I know we get, everybody knows you have to play better. That's where I just want to see somebody, Keyshawn, like, address it. You would have addressed it. Well, when you well, – look, you just got beat 25-3 to three to, in Washington. You probably just in a fog, a funk, a fog, and you are sitting there and you just don't – you don't really have any words. you like – like I said, they, they, they probably have checked out, to be honest with you. They probably have. It's just like we can't win. Our quarterbacks are getting hurt. Our coaching staff is bad. And it's just one of those deals where you just like, whatever, at that point. That's still no excuse. As I continue to keep watching this clip, there's no excuse for y'all not to do something to that dude or whoever that hit that hit Andy Dalton. There's no excuse at all whatsoever. If that is to happen to your teammate, you need to do something about that. You could be as checked out as you want. You're two and five, and you still have a chance to win a division <laughs> like that. If we're as bad as you're, I, that's why I don't understand. If I'm, if if any player, this is how we look at it, right? Well, if this is us at our worst, and we can still win a division, wouldn't you try to corral around they that? Probably don't believe, they probably don't believe they can still win a division, though. Look at the division. They probably don't believe that, though, Jay. That's they crazy, though, Key. They can't beat Washington. They can't beat Washington. Think about it. They well, Atlanta gave them a gift. Atlanta gave them a gift. Well, they give a lot if of people a, if gifts. If Atlanta <laughs> didn't give them that gift, that's another L on their record. They're not blind. They see what they have. They know what's out on the field. They're in the building. It's not a very good football team. They're not a good football team whatsoever. They might, if it wasn't for the Jets, they might be the worst team in the league. Yeah. If it wasn't for the Jets, they may be the worst team in the league, wouldn't you say? I would agree. A couple of notes of context. For those that didn't watch the game, maybe you were watching your favorite team, you were out and about doing a bunch of things. When Dalton got hurt, it was 22-3. So anybody that wants to make the excuse that, hey, it was a game 
Dalton got knocked out. What are you going to do with the rookie seventh-round pick? It was 22-3 when he got knocked out. Again, right now, the Cowboys quarterbacks on their roster at this very second, Ben DiNucci, rookie seventh-round pick, started his career at Pittsburgh, went to James Madison. Garrett Gilbert's on the practice squad. The Cowboys scouts know him well. He played collegiately at Texas and Southern Methodist. They've had their eye on him for a while. But DiNucci's 23. They'll go with him now. If they want to trade to get a quarterback, the NFL's trade deadline November 3rd. Kaepernick, he might want to play. At 4 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. Uh, that never. Uh, never. Yeah. <laughs> November 3rd at 4 p.m. Eastern if you want Colin Kaepernick or anybody else. Much more Cowboys discussion coming up at the top of the hour. They'd rather go. Never mind. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'm just trying to rescue no, November you. 3rd. Oh. <laughs> Much, more. Say that. Much more NFL discussion on what the Cowboys should do with RGM Mike Tannenbaum has been in the hot seat. He's coming up at 7 a.m. Eastern. Okay, just a reminder, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive celebrating eight years of donating cars to veterans in need. Learn more to keysatprogress.com. And a Rosa Raiders scores! I have never seen anything like that in my life. Now it's a three-game series. Our focus has to turn to win tomorrow. Well, this is the mindset that they have to come out with tonight. we got to score as much as possible because it's never over. Yandy Diaz with a triple. A Rosa Reina, that's his 27th hit in the playoffs. Muncie crushes it, and the Dodgers win 4-2 to two to take a three games to two lead in the World Series. That's Dan Schulman last night on ESPN Radio. The Dodgers are one win away from their first championship thanks to one play that may have turned the tide of the series, not to mention last night's game, and that was the attempted steal of home by Manuel Margot. First attempted straight steal of home in the World Series since 1982. I want to dig into that with Buster Only, who's brought to you by Skechers. Experience unreal comfort with Skechers' exclusive air-cooled memory foam for the whole family. Skechers, comfort included. Buster, good morning. Um, for those that haven't been watching baseball as long as you, but did watch Manuel Margot try to pull off that straight steal of home, can you give us some context of how rare something like that really is in a spot like that with the world watching? <laughs> Yeah, it never happens. <laughs> I mean, it, it's pretty easy. The last time it successfully happened was Jackie Robinson in 1955 wow. with a straight steal of home plate uh, in a World Series game. Um, it's, it's never attempted. You know, uh, that, that all said, a couple things, and it was pretty clear from hearing Kevin Cash, the Rays manager, uh, after the game that this was a, a player's decision to do this. There were circumstances where you can understand what Margot was thinking. You have a left-handed pitcher with his back to the runner. Uh, the Dodgers are in a shift, meaning that uh, Margot can get a good lead off third base. Um, and Kershaw has that unusual uh, delivery where he, he takes the ball over his head for an extended period. And so Margot saw all of that and decided to try it, and he almost made it. Um, you know, in fact, there was some question in the moment after he was called out whether or not the Rays would actually challenge it. He was out, uh, but it almost never happens, and especially in this era of analytics when teams have basically veered away from attempting stolen bases. I almost was a field goal kicker too, Buster. It never worked out, right? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 I, 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 when I saw it, I'm like, how stupid is this of the Rays, right? Yeah, I understand everything when you go through it. Back, shift, long wind-up, long delivery, all of those things. You're not going to beat the ball. Ball travels faster than men. And, and, and so I, was it the right decision in, in all? 
I don't think it was the right decision. But I would say, Key, the one thing I've learned about the postseason, and I remember uh, you know, Bruce Bochy was the manager of the Giants when they won three championships in five years, and I'd walk up to him every day, and I've known him forever, and I'd walk up to him after each game, and I'd say, now, Bochy, I'm trying to figure out, are you an idiot or a genius today because everything in the World Series is seen through the prism of the result? If he had made it, then I would have been talking today about what a gutsy drive was by my by Margot. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it was the right decision in that moment, especially with a veteran pr- uh, pitcher like Kershaw who kept his composure when his first baseman, Max Muncy, was yelling to him to step off. He was not going to sort of panic in that moment. There would be other pitchers who would, I think. Well, Buster, how much credit do you give Kershaw? I mean, that, that inning – was pretty much incredible with a runner on first and a runner on third, no outs. I mean, he gets the pop fly, he strikes out the next batter, and then this. How impressive is that? I thought it was impressive that he worked through it because I got to tell you, it, I mean, he did not have the same stuff last night, the same quality of his slider as he did in his first start in this series. And when they got a 3-0 lead and then it was 3-2 and then the race start to rally, you're like, oh, boy. Here we go, uh, you know, feeding into the narrative that, about Kershaw in the postseason. Uh, but he works his way through it. And then, I, you know, in that last inning, it was very interesting. You could see Kershaw before he went out for the sixth inning. He goes to Dave Roberts, and they have a conversation. And I'm not an expert lip reader, but I was pretty sure what they basically agreed on, hey, I got Lau, uh, I'll pitch to two batters, then you come and get me. He does that quickly where he gets the first two batters in the sixth, and then Dave comes out to get him, and you can see Justin Turner making his case to keep Kershaw in the game, and Dave is like, no, we're sticking with the plan. For years, the Dodgers managers would leave Kershaw out there for too long. Now at age 32, I think that they've decided, you know, we're not going to do that anymore. We're not going to ask too much out of him in that spot. So they get him out of the game, and they got uh, heroes coming out of their bullpen last night. Buster only joined us on the Shell Pinzar performance line. Buster, Blake Snell on the mound for the Rays in game six. What do we need to do, we, again, to close this thing out? I <laughs> uh, continue to have these great at-bats from the Dodger hitters. I mean, that is the most consistent force in this World Series is that they have great professional at-bats and extend the pitchers, uh, and they need to, to push his pitch count and to get him out of the game. Uh, they, they've done that pretty much this whole series. I think it's going to be a challenge for Blake Snell, who in that first start he had in the series, he was told by the Rays staff, look, the Dodgers are not hitters are not going to expand the zone. They're not going to chase out of the zone. You have to attack in the strike zone. He did that for four innings, and then the Dodger hitters finally got to him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he's going to be able to do it again. Buster, we continue to talk about Clayton Kershaw's legacy in the postseason, obviously, two straight outings, two straight great performances as far as I'm concerned. What has this done now for Walker Bueller? Uh, Kia, you know, I was thinking about this coming out with you guys this morning. There is a lot of give me the damn ball in Walker Bueller. <laughs> he is a incredibly confident uh, competitor. You know, the best story I have, I, I reached out a couple weeks ago to his, his college coach, uh, Tim Corbin at Vanderbilt, and said, give me the, the great Walker Bueller confidence story. And he said that one time he called Walker into his office when Walker was not cutting it academically, and he said, hey, uh, this is what I want you to do. Go back to your room, call your mom, and figure out which junior college you're transferring to because it's not working for you here. Walker went home, talked to his mom, went walked back into Corbin's office. And, and Corb says that Walker was the only player who came into his office and kind of put his feet up, so to speak, and, like, settled in. 
it, rather than sort of sit at attention. And, and he explained to Corbin, well, I decided I'm going to stay here at Vanderbilt. This is school for me. And I know that if I leave, your pitching staff isn't going to be as good because I'm your best pitcher. His last nine starts in the postseason, a 1.28 ERA. He has a chance to be the Derek Jeter of pitchers. You know, Derek Jeter had so many runs through the postseason that he has 200 career hits in the playoffs and World Series. The next closest guy is 128. Walker Bueller's had so many innings already in the postseason. The Dodgers look to be good for years to come. Walker Bueller, only 26. He's going to keep racking up numbers, and he could be at the top of a lot of those leaderboards. Buster, will we have a game seven? I don't think so, Jay. I, look, I, the Dodgers have to go with a bullpen game in game six. Tony Gonsolin's going to start. Um, in theory, the advantage would be for the Rays, but that Dodger offense is just so relentless, and I, I think they'll find a way to finish it up in game six. I'll say it here, here, now. We're going to give him an inning and two-thirds, and then we're getting him out of there. <laughs> well, I picked the Dodgers in six, so, I, you know, for for once, I'd actually look, look good for a predict, with a prediction. No doubt about it. By the way, uh, Walker Buehler, only the second most famous person to go to Vanderbilt in this interview. Of course, the first would be Buster only himself. Got to get the shout out for the alma mater. And I got a <laughs> shout out that every game of the World Series is on ESPN radio. Coverage begins before every game, 730 Eastern. Buster, the host of the Baseball Tonight podcast, which you can hear as long as the postseason continues. And if you're a seam head, not key, but if you're a seam head, you're hoping it goes till Wednesday. Key wants it wrapped up on Tuesday. Buster, really appreciate the perspective. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Buster. Before we get lost, I want to say congratulations. To? To you. For what? Hmm. Your big victory on Saturday. Before it gets lost. Congratulations. We? Yeah, we? (laughs) Yes. The Rutgers, what is it? I was going to say Golden Knights. What is it? The The Scarlet Knights. Scarlet Knights. Knights. Yeah, Rutgers, Scarlet Knights took care of the Sparties. Big weekend for them. Just real quick, the Big Ten was back. Ohio State looked terrific. Michigan looked terrific. Uh, and Rutgers picking up a win over Michigan State. Michigan State is a first-year head coach in Mel Tucker, and Greg Schiano for Rutgers, his first year in his second go-around. We'll talk much more college football, including perhaps one of the biggest injuries of the season to Let's Alabama. Go, Scarlet Knights. <laughs> Not as vociferous on that one there. Um, no fans in the stands, but once again, Alabama talk, Clemson talk, Ohio State talk, all the way at 8:15 with our Heather Dinich, the Crimson Tide are dealing with a huge injury that we'll talk about. All right, let's go from A to Z and then jump right back into the NFL. And A to Z is brought to you by Redbox, now available at Redbox, an edge-of-your-seat action thriller that can't be missed. Rent Avis starring Jessica Chastain. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. Habib Nurmagomedov defeated Justin Gaethje in the octagon at Fight Island over the weekend and then promptly said, I'm good. Retired. Why? After being dominant, 13-0 in UFC, 29-0 in MMA, he said he promised his mother he wouldn't fight again without his father. His father also happened to be his trainer, and sadly, his father died after complications from COVID-19 earlier this year. Here's Habib making it official. It was my last fight here. I know only one thing, what I want from UFC Tuesday. You guys have to put me on number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world because... I deserve this, and thank you, guys. Thank you, Coach. I love you so much. My teammates, Ali Abdulaziz, Rizwan. Oh, alhamdulillah. Today is my last fight here in the UFC. And he's done. Baker looked done early for the Browns. Started 0 for 5, then went 22 for 23 with five touchdowns. We're not going for three against the Bengals. We're going for six and to win it. 
Case and I were talking. We said they left us too much time. Um, and when we got out on the field, everybody was talking about we had to get to the 30, around the 30 for a field goal. And I said, <clears throat> I told the guys, screw that. We're going to go win it. You know, there's no need to settle for that. Uh, let's just go do our job. And those guys made unbelievable plays. Uh, obviously, Higgy on the, the ball, contested catch, going up and high pointing that ball. And then Donovan, you know, go up to the line of scrimmage and have uh, a vertical scheme called. And number 23 got me earlier in the game, and I had to get him back. What a bounce back for the Browns getting it done. On the way, what should the Cowboys do with their quarterback situation? Our resident GM, a little over a week from the deadline. with Ian. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.